drink of this fruit punch. Gonna take a drink of this fucking fruit punch. I took a drink of that fruit punch. Hey, everybody. It is me. I'm Stu McAllister. With me, as always, are the dogs. I got Wean Dog right next to me. I got Sadie Dog on the other side of the couch. Taking some more swigs of that sweet, sweet Minute Maid fruit punch. <laughs> Bought in the two liter vial. I'll be getting the beaties for sure. You going to get that beaties, son? Yeah, I know. I hope I do. Take both my feet, motherfuckers. I like wheelchairs. It is uh, Monday, the 27th, last freebie Monday of the year. How was your weekend? How was your Christmas? I talked about uh, my shit on the Patreon. It's always exciting. I always like to hear how other people's Christmas was. Did did you have some good family shit? Were you able to see family shit? Did you, did you avoid family shit? A lot of you might avoid family shit. I don't fucking blame you. No one wants to travel. No one needs to be around grandma, grandpa. Nobody needs to give them the Rona. No one needs to get fucking, uh, what is this, Omicron variant. Nobody got time for that. So, uh, yeah, let me know. I'm curious. I spent uh, a good portion of the day yesterday uh, fretting because my phone took a big old dump. It took a steamer. It fucking fell apart, and I wanted to throw her. My phone, uh, it had the same problem I had, I think it was back in March. My phone... Somehow, this, that weird option of if you punch a button, it would tell you the button that you pushed. Clearly, it was made for people with uh, eyesight problems, people who are blind or going blind. And somehow in the process, it got sped up 600%. So I'm touching the buttons and it's telling me whatever I pushed in, like, the voice of the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. That kind of stuff. Very humorous for, like, two seconds. Until you realize, oh, I don't know how to use my fucking phone anymore. Because I'm pushing the buttons, like, it's on the lock screen. And I'm trying to unlock it. And it won't let me unlock. And when I had this problem back in March, I took it to uh, Verizon store that's who my provider is and it took the dude like 40 minutes to unlock it because he's like i've never seen this shit before i don't know how to fucking do it i don't know how it got there i didn't know how to get rid of it i'm like fuck me and fuck my mom i'm, I'm going to need to get a new phone because this thing it's not taking a charge either i've had this thing plugged in all day i'm gonna tell you it got fixed I've had this thing plugged in all day and it's at 47%. Um, it shouldn't be that way. So it can't hold a charge. I've had it like three years. It's crazy how electronics have such a short lifespan. They, they're not meant to last 
years. Like you would, you back in the day, you could buy a TV and you'd have it for years. You'd a refrigerator, a stove, a microwave. I've had my microwave since 1995. 1995. It might be older than some of you fucks. Oh, if you're new to this podcast, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Stu McAllister. I used to tell jokes for a living. I used to do social work for a living. Now I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I can do with the rest of my life. I've probably got about five years left, and I need to figure out how I'm going to enjoy those five years. It's not going to be delivering dip and Dot ice cream, which is what I currently do. So you're caught up to speed. So uh, my phone was shit. You can't do anything anymore without your phone. No one's got a landline anymore. Very few people do. If you have a landline, it's probably because you're over the age of 60, right? Do you, if you're under the age of 60 and have a landline, get at me. I don't believe anyone under the age of 60 has a landline. You just use your cell phone. So, uh, you, you know, if you use your phone to make calls, to text people, GPS, social media. Uh, for me, I also use it to uh, clock in at work. We don't have a fucking punch clock. We do everything on our phone. So I'm fucked. I can't do a damn thing. So I email my boss and I go, hey, man, my phone's dead. I got to get a new phone. Uh, there you go. We'll leave it at that. It's a slow time of year. No one gives a shit. No harm, no foul, whatever. He didn't give a shit. And apparently you got to make appointments to go to the phone store. I couldn't just walk into a Verizon store and go, hey, I need a new phone. You had to make an appointment. So the one I normally go to, there were no appointments available until Wednesday. Fuck this shit. So I went to another place, whatever. It's not a huge deal. They, they weren't open until like 11 or it wasn't available to 11. I go in, I'm like, hey man, I need a new phone. This phone is shit. Look at this thing. And the guy, the manager of that store, in less than a minute, was able to fix my phone. Whatever he did, he he knew what the fuck he was doing. I, I, I'm not saying that the guy that had my phone last time didn't know what he was doing, but it took him like 40 minutes and it took this guy like 40 seconds. Apparently he had seen this problem before, knew to punch a couple of these buttons. The, the other guy that I was dealing with, he had no fucking clue. I think he still knew. He kept asking everybody how to do shit. Not a big deal. Let's just get shit done. But okay, so my phone's fixed. Thanks God, because I'm not able to get a phone until Wednesday. They didn't have the phone in in store. I imagine like a lot of places, there's supply chain issues. You're not getting shit. So thank God they fixed my phone. I'm getting. I have a Google Pixel. I think it was like a Google Pixel three. I'm getting, I'm getting another Google, everybody. That's I, I like it. I know what's fucking going down in Chinatown. I know how to use it. Let's fucking do this shit. So, uh, yeah. There we go. What, what I'm doing. A lot of people have bitched at me, though. They tell me that I need to be fucking... Uh, uh, an iPhone guy, get an iPhone. I'm like, I don't, there's something about Apple and, uh, it, no, I'm not going to do it. 
I ain't gonna do it. Go fuck yourself. I'm not gonna do it. Lick my balls. Lick my balls, you motherfucker. I'm not gonna fucking do it. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. So I'm gonna stick with what I know. Because you know me, I'm dumb as shit. And if I gotta change shit, it's like a whole new thing. For whatever reason, I can't retain shit and keep it in my head. Fuck it. Getting the same thing. The only thing that I hate, and again, this is, uh, we're, we're phasing out old man shit. I'm an old man, and I, I, I like things how they are, but they're fading shit out. They're fading out earphone jacks. Everything is becoming Bluetooth. And I'm going to tell you this, everybody. I'm not a fan of Bluetooth earbuds. The little things you just pop in your ear. Fuck that shit. I'm not a fan of it. Why, why, Stu? Why are you not a fan of it? Well, because apparently I have weird-shaped ears, weird-shaped ear canals. The tubes in my ears are weird. Apparently, I'm a fairly big person, but apparently I have very small ear canals. <laughs> and these ear pods, air pods, whatever you want to call them, they don't stay in my ears very well. They fall out a lot. And when you don't have, like, uh, they're not attached to anything, they'll just fall on the ground, they'll disappear. Fuck that shit. I don't want it. I don't need it. It pisses me off. Are there Bluetooth earbuds that, like, wrap around your neck or something? But the guy was like, oh, well, here, they, we have this toggle thing. You plug it into where you can charge your phone. And then you can plug the earbuds into that, into the toggle. I'm like, fuck, what does that cost? 13 bucks. Sold, motherfucker. You sold, motherfucker. You fucking sold it. I'll buy that shit because I don't like Bluetooth earbuds. I don't. I don't like Bluetooth earbuds, so I ain't getting them. Fuck that shit. So they co it's coming on Wednesday, hopefully. So thank God. Hopefully I don't have any problems between now and then with my phone. Like I said, you just too much shit. It's done on your phone. I hate it. I hate it, everybody. I hate it. But what are you going to do? What can you do? Can't do shit. Can't do shit. Uh, boy, and the, it was weird, too. I went to bed super early last night, everybody. I, um... I don't know what it was, a level of depression or what, but I'm like, you know, the depression over the phone, the anxiety of like, here's another thing I got to fucking pay for. So I went to bed early. I went to bed at like 8.30. God damn. I'm an old man going to bed early. And uh, I woke up this morning and there was just snow everywhere. It snowed like a motherfucker apparently. It was this wet, sloppy snow. I had to go out. And shovel my driveway. It wasn't worth it for me to turn on the snow blower to use to fucking blow out this wet shit. I mean, this was the kind of snow that's perfect for you to pack a nice snowball and throw at someone, hit them in the eye, they get a black eye from it, maybe a concussion, perfect snowball weather. 
Ugh, but it just it takes a little while. You got to do the sidewalk. I'm not one of those assholes who won't do the sidewalk. My neighbors aren't parking out in front of their street anymore, in front of their house anymore. They're not parking on the street. One fucking parking ticket, I guess, was enough to get them to realize parking your goddamn driveway. But it made me go, oh, fuck, winter. It's a bummer. We didn't get it, like, on Christmas, though. I like a good white Christmas. It was, like, 50 fucking degrees or something Christmas Day. Gross. But, uh, yeah, a lot of snow. I drove out. I went to, uh, I had to go to the Goodwill store in town. I won another Goodwill auction before my phone took a shit. I won uh, five not one, not two, not three, not four, not six, but five Detroit Lions jerseys. For how much, Stu? Ten dollars. <laughs> That's a good deal, right? That's a good deal. Ten, five Detroit Lions jerseys for ten bucks. And it was from uh, Goodwill here in town in Grand Rapids. So you can check when you win an auction, you can check. I will uh, just pick it up. As You don't have to mail it to me. So I go to go pick it up today. Because I'm like, all right, I got the day off. I'll fucking go over there and get it. Motherfuckers, we're closed. For what reason would you be closed on Monday the 27th? Bunch of dicks. <laughs> so now I got to go out of my way to fucking pick up that shit. Fucking uh, whatever. Two of them were for ladies. So if I got any lady listeners who wanted... they were And the lady ones were brand new with tags. Of course, that'll probably mean they're goddamn counterfeit. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, I got that Macari store. A lot of people were hitting me up for shit over Christmas weekend. All trying to lowball me. One guy wanted me to fucking sell him three jerseys with free shipping. Fuck off. You cocksucker. I hate these guys. I let, again, I go back and I look. All, my jerseys are either the lowest or second lowest of all the jerseys for that person or team or size or whatever. And fi fuck me, man. Go bother someone else, you dicks. Uh, Wednesday. Well, this, uh, this week, last week of the year. Uh, was it Friday's New Year's Eve? My boy Johnny Beaner. I've talked about Johnny Beaner on this podcast a bunch of times. He's been on this podcast back when I when I think it was the uh, Studio fifteen thirty four, maybe when it was the Elemental podcast. But uh, very funny dude. He was supposed to be performing at Doctor Grins for New Year's Eve, doing the last show with Doctor Grins. Doctor Grins is closing. They're done. If you guys hadn't heard, if you live in the Grand Rapids, West Michigan area, and somehow you're unaware, Dr. Grins is done. It's over, baby. It was the uh, comedy club located inside the Bob. And the Bob, the big old building, has been sold. You know, I, I still don't know what they're going to do with it. I've heard two things. They're going to bulldoze it and make it a uh, another hotel which is, you know, what downtown Grand Rapids needs. We need another fucking hotel. Or uh, they're going to bulldoze it and make a casino, which I'm not a fan of casinos, to be perfectly honest, but whatever. I'm not in charge of shit. I don't know shit about shit. Whatever. 
I think ultimately casinos probably do just as much bad as they do good, but whatever. You sell on your soul. But he was coming, but now it's they canceled it. It's over. They're not doing any shows this week. Not Thursday or Friday. It's done, baby. So my buddy Johnny's out of luck. I was like, and I saw he had posted. I was like, oh fuck, because we were gonna get together. I was like, oh fuck, dude, what happened? He's like, I don't know. They just canceled it. So, and I don't know if that's uh, if it's going to be like a coronavirus thing, because I know a lot of places are canceling their New Year's Eve shows, events, extravaganzas. And I'll say this though, for comedians, it sucks because New Year's Eve is a huge moneymaker for a lot of comedians because you can get corporates or whatever else, private shows, and uh, you can make way more money on New Year's Eve than you can a lot of the other other days of the year. So it's a bummer for him. But apparently he is doing a Wednesday night show down at the Gun Lake Casino where I used to go make bets my football bets they i was unaware that they were still doing shows there wednesday shows the gun lake casino he's like i'm still doing that i'm like all right man i'll meet up with you there but it just tells see this is the thing with you guys like i don't know if you guys know this or not i 100 percent believe that good old johnny beaner is getting fucked because there is no compensation to him whether he did the, those shows or not, right? There isn't, unless you're like a big name comic and uh, y y you're performing at arenas or theaters or shit like that, there's probably like a, a written contract that you're doing, your agent gets, and it, between you and the venue, you, you have all this paperwork done. When you're just working clubs or shit, you're like, hey, can you work this week? Yeah, I can work this week. All right, show up at this week. This is what I'll pay. Fine, I'll show up. Pay me. Good go. God damn it. I don't think he's going to get paid. I'll, I'll talk with him. I'll ask him, are you getting paid, man? Because they can't, as far as I can tell from him, they canceled it like today. Today. And that's not enough time for him between now and Friday to find another New Year's Eve gig. You'd have to be. Uh, a miracle, really, for him to find one. So I feel, I feel bad for him. Johnny's married. He's got three young kids. I'm like, fuck. Sucks for him. But it tells you a lot about the comedy world. Tells you a lot about fucking how things are going today. I feel bad for him. I don't feel bad that I'm not involved in the comedy world much anymore. Fuck all that shit. And here's the thing, too, everybody. Here's the thing. If he were to get a hold of the venue today and go, Hey, guys, um, you guys can lick my balls and suck my dick. I'm not coming. There would be hell to pay. The booking agency wouldn't fuck with him anymore. The comedy club wouldn't fuck with him anymore. Because he put them at an inconvenience. Because now they got to try to find somebody. Right? You've put a fucking comedian at an inconvenience. Well, whatever. They're fucking scumbags. And that's the problem that I have with a lot of comedians. If you're a comedian, listen to this shit. Fucking bring your ear close to the goddamn speaker and pay the fuck attention. None of you fucks give a shit about anyone else in the comedy world. And that's a goddamn shame. 
because it's when you start giving a fuck about other fucks, about how they get treated, that's when you can fucking take a stand and make sure that you, uh, in general, and when I say you, I mean comedians, you don't get fucked. Stop working with shady bookers. Stop working with shady clubs. Stop working for shit fucking wages. God damn. That's part, like, again, the, you, the general audience, the non-comedians, the, the people who maybe go see a show once, twice a year, thank you for doing that, but you don't know about this shit. There's a lot of shady bookers out there. And I know them all. <laughs> I have worked with them in many capacities. And I've seen some shit. I've stopped working for guys before... Uh, before I decided to really stop doing comedy, I'd stop working with certain bookers because I knew they were shit. I knew they were shady. I knew they paid poorly. I knew their rooms were garbage. Don't work with shady fucks. But here's the thing. Comedians will sell their soul to get stage time. A lot of new guys will sell their soul. Oh, I'm going to get paid 100 bucks to do this shit? They'll take 100 bucks to do that shit when they have no right to take that 100 bucks. But they do it. They do it. So hopefully I will get to see Johnny on Wednesday. Uh, maybe we'll burn the casino down. Maybe we'll just wander down to the Bob and burn the Bob down. I'm perfectly fine with it. That, that place owes me a lot of money. They owe me a lot of money. The Bob. Dr. Grins. I'll never see a goddamn fucking cent. And they know they owe me money too. The managers, I don't necessarily blame the managers of the club. But they're like, oh, yeah, that's awful. <laughs> Thanks for telling me it's awful. How about we just get paid? You pay me, and then we don't fucking worry about it. I'm sure good old Greg Gilmore made a shit ton of money when he sold that fucking place. I'm sure he can throw me the couple, uh, couple hundred dollars. And by couple hundred, I mean more than a thousand. I'm sure he could throw it at me and it wouldn't fucking uh, do a dent to him. But fuck him, fuck his mother. Bunch of fucks. All right. Enough wine, enough bitching. I don't like talking about that shit. I do too much of it. I don't like talking about it. I don't think you fuckers find it terribly interesting. And it's not very uplifting. And it gets me heated. Sometimes getting me heated makes for a good podcast because I just ran I ray, but what the fuck ever. What the fuck ever? What do you guys do with your Christmas tree? Do you guys have a Christmas tree? I only have my little Charlie Brown Christmas tree. I got two Christmas ornaments this year. I got a Buffalo Bills Christmas ornament. And then I got one uh, from Clownvis. You guys know Clownvis? I've talked about him on this podcast. He is a guy who dresses up like a clown, but he looks like Elvis, hence the Clownvis. And he he sings kind of in the style of Elvis. He's a very funny dude. He's from St. Louis. I, I like him a whole lot. I got a, a uh, Christmas ornament from him that says Clownvis. He signed it, and then on the other side of it says, don't be a bitch or you won't get gifts for Christmas. <laughs> it's a song that he sings. It's pretty funny. But uh, do you guys have a fake tree, a real tree? What kind of tree do you got? Because, because 
I know you can't keep your real tree around, right? You keep a real tree around like a week or two. You can't keep it a whole much longer than that because the pine needles will come off. It becomes a huge fire hazard. It's, it's a cleaning issue, vacuuming up all those goddamn needles and everything. Uh, shit that you just need to be careful with so what you can do is I mean clearly you can take it outside you can take it to the curb and then your local garbage man will come and take it I think here in Grand Rapids you got to get like a tag for it or whatever you know they, they can't just fucking take it they, you, you need to go buy a tag for ten dollars or whatever and then they'll come take it but what you can do instead and this, I'm talking here specifically in Grand Rapids area, but I'm sure if you were to look around your area, you could do this as well too. There is a uh, petting zoo in Comstock Park, Fields Farm. And they're wanting you to drop off your trees, take off all the tinsel and the lights and the ornaments. The, they don't need those because what they're gonna do with the trees, they're gonna feed the trees to their goats. Oh, totes my goats. Love eating fucking Christmas trees. They just chow on that shit. So you can take it to uh, Fields Farm. They got a drop-off area 849 Booth, B-U-T-H, Northeast. And you can drop them off there. They're like, don't drop them off in the fenced area where the goats are because they probably want to eyeball these trees just to make sure that everybody is taken off all the ornaments and anything else that a goat would probably eat but probably shouldn't so you can do that so I'm sure no matter where you live you can find a petting zoo somewhere contact them and go hey hey motherfuckers do your goats want to eat my Christmas tree and they'll be like fuck yeah our goats want to eat your Christmas tree so do that man do that and if not i mean there are plenty of places here in the grand rapids area where you can just like recycle the tree you aren't necessarily doing it i'm assuming they're turning shit into mulch right ada alpine township caledonia cannon township cascade charter charter township east grand rapids uh right here in grand rapids granville kentwood kent city plainfield rockford sparta walker wyoming all areas where you can take your tree and they will recycle it as opposed to you throwing it out and it's going to end up in a fucking dump dump somewhere give it to the goats there's pictures here of goats and the goats are pretty fucking they're pretty cute looking although i'm not gonna lie their eyeballs scare the shit out of me they got the fucking like horizontal slit in their eyes Instead of a vertical one, they got a horizontal one. And you're like, oh my god, your eyes are creepy. You look like a fucking alien goat. Are you an alien goat? Are you going to eat my brains, goat? Are you going to eat my Christmas tree and then eat my brains, you motherfucker? You got to watch them and their fucking horns. They'll come over and they'll fucking butt you. They'll butt you in the butt. <laughs> I do like watching. I'm not going to lie. One of my favorite things is watching... Uh, some YouTube videos with goats, baby goats just fucking going buck wild and jumping all over the place. They like jump on each other, just kicking their legs up in the air. Little, little baby goats are funny. I seem to like things a lot more when they're little. 
Like a little baby goat is more interesting to me than a, a, an adult goat. Although that's the reverse for human beings. I prefer adult human beings over kids. I can handle kids, but fuck me. Fuck me. I don't want to be responsible for these motherfuckers. Because kids make dumb fucking decisions. You know it and I know it. Speaking of dumb decisions, adults make dumb decisions too. They often have to go to prison <laughs> because of the decisions they make. Hey, man, you're not allowed to fucking steal shit. Uh, hey, man, uh, you're not allowed to drunk drive, you stupid fuck. So a lot of these people, they'll go to prison. Uh, maybe some of them are kind of repeat offenders. That's always shit. But there's something cool happening down in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Clam Zoo, Michigan. It's about an hour south here at Grand Rapids. Straight down 131. Uh, Kalamazoo is partnering with... There's a coffee shop partnering with KPEP. I don't know what it stands for. And I read this whole fucking article on Wood TV. And never once does it tell me what KPEP stands for. I hate when they use acronyms like that and they don't tell you at least once in the article what the fuck it means. I don't know what KPEP stands for. I'm assuming it's a Kalamazoo uh, people eating people. That's what it stands for. Kalamazoo people eating people. That's KPIP. But a coffee shop has partnered up with KPEP. Because apparently KPEP does have something to do with offenders. And the coffee shop employs these offenders. These, these are people who have been to jail, they've been to prison, and now they can come to this coffee shop and they can learn how to be a barista, how to work on their business skills, uh, ordering products, serving products, working registers, all of that shit. And uh, it's incredibly encouraging to me because I know a lot of people when they get out of prison can maybe have a hard time finding jobs. So Jennifer Heath, one of the baristas at the Walnut and Park Coffee Shop on Ransom Street in Kalamazoo, she goes, I really want to encourage the students. So I guess that's people who are getting out of jail. Maybe she calls them students. It's kind of weird. They're not students. Because I've been where they are and I know what they're going through, but I know there's always a better way. I was addicted to heroin and I was making really poor choices and I got a possession charge and got sentenced to KPEP. KPEP puts adult offenders through an eight-week program focusing on either hospitality or learning a trade, helping them find jobs, housing, and other options to get back on their feet. It's huge, really huge. Every day I'm thankful. It's a constant reminder working with the students where I came from, said Heath. So I like it. I mean, that's a great fucking thing, right? Um, you know, if you can get these people. I mean, that's always the problem, recidivism. I mean, people think of prison maybe as being a uh, rehabilitative situation, but it seems like it's not. It seems like it's more just housing of people, warehousing of people. We're going to keep you here prevent you from committing crimes for two years, four years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever. We're gonna keep you here, we're gonna feed you and uh, keep you housed. But we aren't gonna teach you skills, which is what you need to do. Everybody needs to learn skills. I mean, that's gonna prevent people from committing a crime. Like I don't, 
before I started this podcast, I hear gunshots out of my fucking window. I heard like 10 of them. Fucking Christ. Uh, it was not, it was not f- fucking fireworks. I've learned the difference between fireworks and gunshots, everybody. Always a good time. But why the fuck is someone shooting at someone's home? Why the fuck is somebody shooting up there at anybody? Because they're frustrated with whatever. So teach these fucking people skills. You teach them skills and they won't continue to go back. They won't go back to the life of shit. Now I'm not saying that being a barista is going to be your lifelong uh, job. I mean, maybe for some people it is, but it's a it's a starting point for some of these motherfuckers. So kudos to them. Kudos to Walnut and Park Coffee Shop on Ransom Street in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kudos to them. And kudos to K-Pep, Kalamazoo people eating people. <laughs> you know who I give kudos to as well? The Buffalo Bills. Goddamn Buffalo Bills. Uh, you guys all know, if you're long-time listeners, you know I'm a huge fan of the Bills. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a weird season for them. They were picked to be uh, Super Bowl contenders. Uh, clearly going to dominate. They have not really done that. They, they got a winning record, but they were 13-3 and last year, and they've already lost six games this year. It's possible they can go 11-6. and There's an extra game this year. They've gone to 17 games. So, But they won't have clearly as good of a record as last year. But they won yesterday. They beat the New England Patriots in New England. That was a huge game because what it does is it gives them the same record uh, as the Patriots, they're both nine and six, but they have the tiebreaker. They have uh, more wins within the division. So if they win their next two games, uh, they will win the division. And that's always a very positive thing. That's a good thing for them. It'll give them a home game in the playoffs. So that's, that's super positive. Will they win the conference, the AFC conference? No fucking way. That's, that's too late. It's out the window. So you do what you need to do. And you pro- none of you probably watched. If you did, great. If you didn't, uh, the Bills dominated from beginning to end. There really was no point where I felt like they were going to lose. So it was great. Um, now, I listen to a lot of sports talk uh, podcasts. And I, uh, you know, Buffalo Bills specifically, I do listen to the Dan Levitard show as well too. But I, um, I won't listen to the Bills podcasts if the Bills lose. Because there are a lot of reactionary people. A lot of people who are like, fuck this shit, and fuck them, and fuck your mother, and fuck all your fucking fucks, right? And I can't handle it. I can't handle the doomsayers. The Bills have been good the last four or five years. They're, they're not in downward trend. Uh, it's all upward, baby. So uh, you can all go fuck yourselves with the sky is falling shit. I, I want no part of it, so I don't listen to it. But apparently uh, in, in New England, there was some of that shit. A guy called into a New England sports talk radio show, a radio show, to voice his concerns about the goddamn Patriots. He called into the Greg Hill show, and uh, I fu- I fucking. Are you serious with 
I love this shit, everybody. Hold on a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it. It's a minute clip. Hopefully you fuckers can hear this. I know sometimes it isn't the greatest, but when you have a Radio Shack tape recorder, you do the best you can. All right, here we go. Here's the caller. And part of the reason why I love this call is because he he's got the Boston New England accent that I fucking love i always feel like people are fucking with me when they start talking like this guy but it is legitimate and i am here for it so here we go are you serious with this you think the patriots need a new what listen the patriots the, the rookie wall there's no such thing as a rookie wall with this kid he's got a rag on He's got a rag fucking arm. This guy's got a fucking arm. He's got one of them damn noodles. You know when you go swimming and you get your fucking kids out in the goddamn pool or whatever and you give them one of those Nerf things? It's a fucking noodle. That's what this motherfucker has got for an arm. Mac Jones is fucking, he sucks my cock. That windstorm, the other guys threw the ball all over the park. And then you all over the fucking park! Yesterday proved it. Receivers, no receivers. Skill players, no skill receivers. The kid playing quarterback. Quarterback? This guy's not a fucking quarterback. He's like a fucking Nickelback. We all know Nickelback sucks my cack. Ain't our future. The future of the NFL is over in Buffalo. That guy, six foot four, two thirty, runs right by you, throws it ninety yards. Ninety fucking yards. What the fuck's bub kiss? I don't even fucking know. How much is a bub kiss? Is that like 10 how do you fucking do's? I don't even know. So to, to be overinflated on this Bill Belichick, great defense, let's run the ball. Yeah, Bill Parcells did that back in the 80s. Fucking Bill Parcells. He won with the fucking Giants, that goddamn motherfucker. Fuck the Giants. So that, is that where we're going here with this team? Come on, it's over. I fuck I fucking love it because it's like the the Patriots have a decent record. They're nine and six two. They're probably not gonna win the division, but this guy's like, fuck this motherfucker. He's got no fucking arm. This a fucking quarterback. He's fucking he sucks shit and whatever. Fuck man, fuck yo. We need a new fu fucking Bill Belichick ain't one shit without fucking Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a motherfucking goat of all time. He's eating goddamn fucking Christmas trees down at the goddamn fucking petting zoo because he's the goat. <laughs> I fucking love it. The quarterback. He's got a fucking, uh, he's got a rag on, a rag on. He does. I don't know if you guys watched the game or not. I was just commenting. Uh, that the, the dude's got no arm. He doesn't. Every pass the guy threw, I felt like it was going to get intercepted. He's just like lofting shit. There was no oomph. There was no zip. He had nothing on those throws. He, uh, he'll probably win. Mac Jones will probably win rookie of the year or at least offensive rookie of the year. But he, he is not good. He he is the second coming of Baker Mayfield. Expect a lot of commercials for Mac Jones to sell you insurance. He'll suck shit. 
But uh, he's going to be a spokesperson for Allstate or State Farm or fucking one of those shit insurance companies that I don't fucking use. But yeah, that the guy was spot on. They fucking, they fucking suck. Bilicek ain't fucking done a goddamn fucking thing, that motherfucker. So funny to me. Stop, honey. All right. I got five Detroit Lions jerseys coming my way. <laughs> if you would like one, get at me. If, if you would like, I have a uh, Calvin Johnson jersey too. Some guy said he'd buy it from me, and then he fucking disappeared, a local dude. I hate these guys. You know, I, I know shit happens and whatever, but fuck Christ, man. When these guys say they'll buy shit, and then they disappear, eat my balls. They're no better than fucking... Uh, these guys on Macari trying to lowball me. I'm looking at this list from USA Today, and it is a uh, hundred things that made uh, this year better. And I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, "Fuck this list!" You know, you guys know me. I love lists so much. But this list, I'm looking at like the top 10 things. I'll do the top 10 things. All right. Number one, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen taking tequila shots during New Year's Eve coverage on CNN. I didn't watch it. Did any of you guys watch these New Year's Eve shows? I didn't. Fuck that. Number two, Adele made fans feel less alone with her new album, 30. And her fervent plea for grace and her hit single, Easy On Me. You know what? Uh, this is going to be an outlandish statement and an unpopular opinion. But fuck Adele. I liked Adele when she came out. How, how long ago did Adele come out? Eight years ago? Something like that? All of her songs sound the fucking same. I don't need them anymore. Adele, you're out. Eat shit. Number three, Taylor Swift. Reclaimed her work by re-recording and re-releasing her Fearless and Rad albums, which included some new music and a new longer version of All Too Well. Now, there was some weird nonsense. I guess her her uh, fucking catalog or whatever you want to call it was had been purchased was and was owned by somebody else. So kudos to her for re-releasing all the shit so she can get money for it. But uh, I don't give a shit about Taylor Swift. And the next th two things are also about her. She sang uh, that song uh, all too well on Saturday Night Live, a 10-minute song. I don't give a shit. I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in years. I'm not saying Saturday Night Live sucks. I am saying I don't have any interest in Saturday Night Live. I hadn't seen it in years because normally I was working fucking when Saturday Night Live was on us. So I never watched it. I don't care. Number five, Swiss Scarf. Re-entered the pop culture conversation. I don't remember anything about her scarf. I don't care. Number six, Beyonce set a new Grammy record for most wins by a female artist. Good for her. I couldn't name one song by her. Don't know anything about her. She's, uh, number seven, she also stunned with her husband Jay-Z in a Tiffany and Come to Ad campaign. Why, why do I care about rich people doing rich-ass things? Number eight, Ariana Grande earned her 20th Guinness World Record, the most songs to debut at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Can name one of her songs. Number nine, South Korean supergroup BTS kept us dancing all summer with Butter. I don't know that song. 
never heard of this group. I haven't, the only reason I've heard of BTS is because apparently half of this group now has COVID. Hmm. And number 10, BTS also made Grammy Awards history with a nomination for Best Pop Duo Group Performance for Dynamite, a first for a K-pop group. I get the K stands for Korean, is that correct? See, all those were about things I don't know anything about. It was all music shit, other than Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen fucking getting liquored up. Who cares? God damn. What a shitty list. Ten things that happened this past year that I don't give a fuck about. That's how they should rename this list. They should probably rename this list. A hundred things that Stu is unaware of and probably will find dumb as shit. <laughs> That's how they should rename the list. So sorry, USA Today, your list is shit, and I'm not going over it. Um, all right. I'm going to end on this. You guys know how I love ending on weird shit. This happened. I would have bet $100 that this story would have happened in Florida. Because it, it includes the words swords and meth. So, of course, you're going to go fucking Florida, right? Someone had a sword, and they were doing meth. That's Florida written all over it. But it wasn't. This happened in Missouri. Cape Girardeau, I guess. Missouri. A woman killed her boyfriend on Christmas Eve with a sword. Christmas Eve at 11.05, she called police. Brittany Wilson did. She informed them that she had killed her boyfriend, Harrison Foster. Police showed up at their, their uh, I'm assuming, trailer <laughs> and found uh, Harrison deceased in the bedroom with what appeared to be multiple stab wounds. Good old fucking, uh, what did I say her name was? Brittany? Yeah, Brittany. Brittany was at the door with sword in hand. She told the officers that they had done some meth earlier in the day, because of course you want to let officers know that you were fucking high as a kite on goddamn fucking plumbing uh, chemicals. <laughs> she told the officers she believed Foster had had several other entities living in his body for the past several months. She also claimed that Foster was harvesting body parts from individuals. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She said she felt that by stabbing Foster, she was setting him free of the entities. These ghosts, these demons, these fucking gremlins would leave the body after she killed him. So I don't know. Would you rather be dead or would you rather have gremlins inside your body? She stabbed him three times, killing him. She's charged with first-degree murder and armed criminal action. Her bond was set at $2 million. In her mugshot... I guess she's high as a kite. She's just smiling like it's her high school graduation photo for the yearbook. I mean, that's what it looks like. Just crazy as shit. Here's the lesson, everybody. Don't do fucking meth. Only people who own meth own swords, though. I'm sure that's pretty much on point. If someone has a sword in their house, just assume there's meth somewhere. They're fucking making it in their bathtub or they're down in the basement in their fucking uh, washing machine making it. I don't know. Gross. People are dumb. People are dumb.
People eating people, that's what she is. Yeah, I'm surprised. That's how the story should have ended. The police should have shown up with her eating the guy's arm. That's how the story should have ended. And then her getting shot in the face. All right, everybody, that's it. That's the podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're new, stick around. Uh, if you did enjoy it, uh, consider subscribing to the Patreon. New month starting on Saturday. Saturday. So only five bucks a month. One less ice mocha mocha in your life. Stu, what do I get with your uh, Patreon? You get this shit. It's the same shit, just more of this shit. And everybody loves shit. So get this shit in your life. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Please go like the Facebook page. Please like the Twitter page. That would be great if you could do that too. And then if you could do me a solid. And go check out these three things on the facial book. Go check out Magic JBM. That is a John Badass Midgley. He is a magician. And he posts things over on that Facebook page. Magic stuff his art stuff he's got a lot of stuff he, he had some sort of um uh dealing video he was shuffling cards in a very fancy way he's a very talented guy mr midgley so go check him out at magic jbm then go check out the sunday slaw that's adam house and stephanie house they eat coleslaw they do facebook lives of the coleslaw it's always a lot of fun everybody everybody loves coleslaw and uh, this is what's going to happen. When they get to 300 likes on their page, they will donate $300 to Alex's Arcade, which is a charity that helps out kids who are stuck in the hospital. And they bring in video games and video game systems for those kids to play. So right now there are 279 likes, 21 likes away. Help them get to 300. And they will donate that money. So please do that. And last but not least... My boy, Matt Harper, he and Mandy Elaine, they do a little podcast called Another Episode Podcast. I want that to be your fourth favorite podcast. This one should be your third, and then I don't really care what your first two are, but this is your third. Another Episode Podcast is your fourth. Go like them. They're a little different than me. They're a little more structured. They uh, talk about movies that shape their childhood. They're uh, childhood buddies. Mandy and Matt and uh, they got a big love big affinity for movies so they talk about them every Wednesday they drop new episodes so go give them a listen on your favorite podcast platform and listen or follow them on Facebook Instagram and Twitter no new podcast though until next year though they're taking a little Christmas breather so come back uh, first Wednesday of January and we'll have a new one I am sure uh, and Matt also, he's got a uh, page on Instagram, on the Insta, 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 where he uh, shows off his artwork. He's like John Midgley, a very talented artist. And uh, so he, he draws and he paints things. He drew a picture of my house. It was super cool. I got it displayed in my kitchen. So uh, if you guys would like him to draw anything, he'll probably draw it for you. But go check out his page on Instagram, Matt Harper Art. Okay? Go do that. Go do all those things for me. Uh, Magic JDM, The Sunday Slaw, another episode of podcast, Matt Harper Art. And that's it. I love you guys. I'll see you on Thursday for the freebie, or I'll see you tomorrow for the uh, Patreon. You guys are great. I love you. Take care. Have a good night. We'll talk to you. Goodbye. Okay,